0: Everyone, today is August twenty second, twenty twenty. This is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu Gi Oh Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. This week there isn't a ton going on in Duel Links, so I thought it would be time to wrap up Synchro Monsters. And what better way to do it than having a awards show? So this is the uh, what you would call it, Dual Assessment Awards Show Synchro Monster Edition. I, I'm probably... There's probably a better way to call it the Synchro Monsters Award Show or something. We're going to go over every single, not every single one, but we're going to talk about the best Synchro Monsters. Some key turning points in the history of Synchro since we've been dealing with them for almost two years now. And kind of just closing them out um, in advance for the upcoming XZ's Zexo World. And that kind of ties into the podcast question of the week with everyone kind of talking about what the most reliable Synchro, their Ace Synchro, has been for the last two years. We also have some few things from the Tag Duel Tournament. Two new cards there. Uh, Doug Dimond Duel has Gookie, Silent Gookie. So if you're a fan of Silent Swordsman, and you like battling with Gookie's battle phase effects, things like that, Doug Dimond Duel has a more competitive deck for you this week. We'll go over... Whatever is left. Not a lot going on, but most of this episode will be that award show for Synchro Monsters. So, I have not hit King of Games yet in my week. I'm almost there. I'm at Legend 5. And I've been to the promotion match, actually. I've I've lost the promotion match. And I got deranked to Legend 3. It's rare that that happens to me, where I guess... Keep playing and I D rank a lot. That's a normal thing, and I came back, so um, back to Legend 5. I might hit King of Games today. Um, I kind of wanted to do it before I recorded this episode, but things don't work out sometimes. And the theme of life, things don't work out sometimes. I guess that's. um, People should get tattoos of that. But what I'm doing, like, I tried to flex by hitting King of Games with a nerfed Witchcrafter deck before the nerfs. I was playing the 2 2 Charge of the Light Brigade 1 Holiday edition ever since they announced it and failed to do that I am playing negative 1's deck not not the exact deck because I don't have uh all the galaxy cyclones but uh playing a lot of night beams galaxy cyclone and in in replacement for the galaxy cyclone I'm using fire formation kiaku I, I, pl- I was playing some other version before with Noblemen of Extermination, which is sneaky good because you could actually look through your opponent's deck. So, if you want to look through your opponent's deck, you could use Noblemen of Extermination. Um, there's also Sky Striker Jamming Waves. That was a little situational because it didn't always destroy a back row depending on what you had on the board. And then it could also, it's kind of like a really win more back row because it could destroy a monster. That's the benefit of Sky Striker jamming waves. But I cut those cards for Fire Formation Gyaku. It's kind of like having five night Beams. And it also clogs up the back row for your opponent. So that's why I like that card. So I'm using this version. Zero Storm version. And may hit King of Games today. We'll see. So... Tournaments this week. I'm going to go over one Duel Links Meta Tournament. And then the Amino Cup. Let's check out those tournaments. Duel Links Meta Weekly 138. Herbal. First place. Level Duplication. Shirinui. When you're playing Level Duplication and Augmentation. It's pretty much the same in the Shirinui deck. Because all the monsters have like 4 or 2 stars. So you're trying to double up a 4. to get into that Level 10 uh, Shogun Saga. I mean, Sun Saga play or Shogun Saga play. You're just trying to max up your level so you don't have to go through Samurai Saga. That's the goal. Um, yeah, uh, Gozuki. Three Gozukis here. It's kind of rare you see that. Three Forbidden Lance to prevent people from affecting their plays, countering, invoked, whatever. It's a really good card. Three Fiendish Chains. Um, you know, this is as good as it gets for a Cyrenoid deck. Second place, Elthor, 38. I mean, the the Forbidden Lance also counters Masked Heroes, which is the Switcheroo Masked Heroes. This is a deck that's seeing more play now. It counters the mass Change specifically, Form Change, things like that. It makes them waste uh, that card. Yeah, the Masked Hero deck, over 20 cards. It's as good as it gets as well. Uh, not much to say about it. Very expensive deck, by the way. Like, if you're ever going to do this deck, they need the three stratus, which is one of those. You have to pay through the selection box to get through those. Anyone with the Phoenix Chains and all, but this specific archetype needs those three stratuses. Up four Zenzo, see you later, Black Wings. Interesting. Um, see you later. Takes advantage of Black Whirlwind. You could special summon a Gale again or something. I think that's the point. You bounce a Gale so you could do it again. And then, um, or the Black Spear also special summon. So those two cards just cheat out real fast. Chris does too. So, I mean, all these monsters, they come out fast for free. And then you just do a lot of Black Whirlwinds. So that's the point of this, I guess. No Blackbird Clothes in the main deck for this. Uh, that's just, um, the card people sometimes run three of. It's all in the side deck in this deck. And top four Zen now, Switcheroo masked hero pretty much the same deck as the previous one. there's not much to say about it let's look at the let's go to the uh, amino Cup. and this is a meme deck format uh let's see I don't even know what this is n a o i s s Naos. uh but hosted by naOS they have a discord off meta decks they have like a list of meme or super meme decks. So it's like a specific deck format. Nothing like Tier 4 even. It's like nothing even close to competitive. Kind of like old competitive cards or or decks that never made it. So usually the old competitive decks kind of um, have some leeway. They have forbidden cards and skills. So no grass, no red eyes, no invoked, no dark magician, no... um, Desperado, Levianier, no Shadow Game. Full meme here. Um Top 32 for Hires, Batteryman, Car Curry, Ninja. These are the top decks. Love vampire decks as well. Let's go through the top decks. First place Ryu BR level augmentation car Curry. It's funny, Car Curries used to be in the meta. They disappeared. And this deck comes back and it looks exactly the same as they did. What are the chances? Like, so many cards have been released since Karakuri's were good, and it looks exactly the same. Three Ninishi, three. Uh, how do you say this guy? Inasachi, three Nisamu, one Nishipachi. So, you know, those are. There's no hypa in this deck. That's the that's a notable difference, but. All three of the core tuners, three of the searchers, three of the level forge, one of the alternative tuners, two cosmic cyclone, one hey true two karakuri cash cachet, two offerings to the doomed, two karakuri anatomy, and treacherous trap hole. Of course, they run the uh, Buri level seven synchro monster, and then the other ones are kind of gold synchro monsters. Vermilion Dragon, Black Rose Dragon, Armodies, and Samurai Destroyer. Second place, Ruby, level augmentation, Karakuri. Here we have another Karakuri deck. They're the King of Meme. And this is a very this is a trickier version a spicier version than the old type. So we got we still have three Nanishi, three Inasachi. Two Nisamu and one Nishipachi. There is a Hypa in this deck for the attack. One Karakuri Cash Cash. That's interesting. One Gold Dust. Gold Dust is kind of tricky. Uh, one Cash Cash uh, Cash Shed. Counter Trap. Three. Uh, one Fiendish Chain. Two Canadia, Two Rikaki Break and two Cosmic Cyclone. Top four. Uh, Ricardo Reinforcements Laval. So, this is interesting because Reinforcements draws warriors. The only warrior in this deck is Laval Cannon. And that is a monster where you summon it, you target a banished Laval, and you special summon it. So, it's kind of like a Junk Synchron monster, except the monster is banished. So, you try to pick up a tuner, your Lakeside Lady, uh, your Handmaiden, or Codal, there's a few different monsters, four sprite. There's multiple uh three different tuners in the deck. So there's two Lakeside Ladies, one Burner, three Cannons, three no two Handmaidens, one Miller, one Codal, one Four Sprite, three uh, Molten Conduction Field, three Floodgate, three Dust Flame Blast. So the deck basically just dumps a lot of stuff in the graveyard. Um a lot of control here. You use Dust Flame Blast to pretty much use the fuel in the graveyard, banish them, control the board. So you could just keep clearing the board. Of course, the Molten Conduction Fields helps you set up that. Send two Lavals from your deck to the graveyard. So Lavals really do focus on sending stuff to the graveyard and using that as control for the board. Up for Suzuni Lab Builder Battery Man. This is a. Uh, this is a deck that Doug played with quite a bit, um, pet deck for a lot of uh, Battery Man players. There's it's very uh, popular archetype, but Lab Builder helps you populate the graveyard, which is what Battery Man wants, and then it's an extra uh, a tribute piece for Battery Man Charger, which is a level five that doesn't get uh, cheated out. So one industrial strength, three nine volt two micro cells. Three fuel cells, three chargers, three cosmic cyclone, two phoenix chain, three paleozoic canadia. I'm gonna quickly go through the top eight just because these are fun. Uh, top eight, Trivago, Balanced Gearges. This is like one of my favorite decks. It's one of like the decks I hit Kingdom Games with that I remember the most. I just love Gearges. If I hit Kingdom Games, I'm playing this deck. But I don't think I have three ties of the brethren though. So that's that's the issue for me. Up eight Gwizzy Duck. See you later for hires. The difference here is that they have the new uh Bravo for hire. The other zero like low attack ones didn't make it. And this is like a heavier deck. Uh three ballista squads, three Phoenix Chains. This is a uh this is an expensive deck. Top 8, Ghost Reinforcements Ninjas. Uh, I never really understood how to play Ninjas, but this uses Hanzo, Yellow Dragon Ninja. Those are the new ones. Uh, a lot of control on the deck, too. Top 8, K Contreras, see you later. For hires, I guess see you later is like the main deck for for hires. But this one packs a lot of Bad Aims, Phoenix Chains, Ballista Squads. None of the new monsters, notably. All right, that's all we got. So tier list update. They moved Witchcrafters back to tier 1 primarily as a result from um Negative 1's tournament. I'm not completely sold on it, but they still um the deck is still really undefined. Um they have made that change to people using Back, uh, back row counters like Night Beam and Fire Formation Gyaku. I'm not sure if balanced witchcrafters uh, are a thing, but I still think they're okay. And more people are playing Solar Recharge as a way to dispose of stuff, including more Light Sworn Monsters than they did before. Invoked Neos is still top dog as well. Tier 2 and Tier 3 are unchanged. Black Wings, Blue Eyes, Element Saber, Shirinui, that's Tier 2. Tier 3, we got Masked Heroes, Dark Magician, uh, Crystron, Virtual Beasts, and they removed Gookies from the tier lists. Uh, it seems like a deck that will just be like a tier three and a half. and um, Never really make it completely, but Doug Dimdull will talk about Gookies and how to make them tier 3 later on in the episode. i will be pretty soon, actually. There's not much to talk about In terms of game content. Because the only event this week was the Tag Duel Tournament. And we got two cards here that are new. Um, Old cards. Nothing too interesting in the old cards. Wonder King Wild Wind never really made it. High and low was interesting I thought. But never really made it either. Um, Urgent Ritual Art. We're getting a third copy of that card. Talk about the new cards. Star Blast spell card: Pay any number of life points in multiples of five hundred. Reduce the level of one monster you control that is in your hand by one for each five hundred life points you paid until the end phase. So this card, it doesn't look like it's going to see play, but I think it's a super interesting card. I think it could signal a nerf for a skill. Something like level augmentation, level reduction. This is more of a level reduction card, obviously, because you're lowering. This does not increase levels. This reduces levels. So you kind of just modify the level of a card in your hand. You're paying life points. So, you know, that may seem bad, but in Duel Links, paying life points means triggering a dual skill. So, um, if you're paying three... You're getting 1,500 and you could just trigger some skill for 1,500 life points, right? So, this could mean either a nerf is coming to those level modulating skills and they're going to force you to play Star Blast or this is also good for XZs because you're kind of modifying a level of a big monster in your hand so you can normal summon it and then you could fit it onto the board to play your XZs. So, I think this is a card that will see play, just because it reduces life points. Um, you know, module, level modulating exists in the game. Those cards were never really played. Um, people use the dual skills for it. This card pays life points, and that's a huge difference. I think uh, this is definitely an, a card you need to get. Make sure you get three of these uh, from this ter- tag dual tournament. Um, you know, if you have those extra. Uh, ex stones as well i don't know if to give ex stones for this event actually now i think about it but um this is a must-have card in my book um just remember you have it of course you're gonna start seeing it in deck lists i'm pretty sure uh, good card other card this card's not really a card but it's a video game card sacred defense barrier field spell each time a rock monster is normal or flip Summon, and change it to defense if you do place a protection counter on it, if a monster with a protection counter would be destroyed by battle or card effect while this is on the field, remove one protection counter from it instead. So this does two things to rock monsters: a change to defense, and that's assuming they um, have high defense. Uh, some some cards re- released recently, like those um, gym uh, crocodile gym cards, they all they all have zero defense despite being rock monsters, which is like. I guess they're super brittle. Fossils are brittle, I guess. So that's why they have zero defense. But most rock monsters do have high defense. Now, changing a rock monster to defense, there's a switch that goes off in my head with the meme card, Attack the Moon. That's that continuous spell where if your your rock monster changes positions, you can destroy an enemy back row. So this is amazing synergy with Attack the Moon problem is having a field spell and a continuous at the same time. You could do it, though. And you just normal summon a rock monster. They flip, destroy back row. It's great control. Uh, pretty much all the back row you need. You don't really need to run Cosmic Cyclone if you're doing all that stuff. So uh, that's a nice strategy. Now, there's a big problem with this card. And that is that the best rock archetype are Magnet Warriors. Uh, they're kind of tier 4-y... You could definitely hit King of Games with Magna Warriors if you want. They already have a field spell. They have Magnetic Field. And there's no reason that you would run Sacred Defense Barrier over Magnetic Field. Yeah, Magnet Warriors are not going to run this card. I'm not sure if the Amano Stun Deck would. I don't think it would just because they only have one monster It's a rock. Maybe it's like a Block Dragon card. I don't know. Um, but it doesn't work for Magnet Warriors. Too many field spells. That's unfortunate for this card, but maybe some other rock archetype could use it to some advantage. Alright, so it's time for Doug's casual deck of the week. Before we do the awards show, Doug Dimidil has a more competitive deck, Silent Gookie. If you like those battle phase effects of Gookies, if you're a big fan of Silent Swordsman, I know we have a lot of those online, Uh, this combines both of them. Possible ladder deck here. Here's Doug's casual deck of the week.
1: Hey there, this is Doug Dimadoul with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. Now, this week I got something a little special for y'all. This one is, uh, at least in my opinion, a little bit more competitive than my typical, uh, you know, casual deck of the week. So... This deck does not require an extra deck. There is no Synchro Summoning. And pardon me if you hear some noise in the background. That's my dog rolling around because he has been so good until I finally started recording. So, you know, funny how that all works out. Now, anyway, uh, this deck, its um, it's got a little bit of a twist on it. I wanted to bring back the Silent Swordsman, uh, you know, I would say quote-unquote engine. But I just kind of want to splash it in there with a deck that's been... Uh, sneaky competitive in competitive play, and that's the uh, the the Goki uh, archetype. So you got Goki Suprex, you got the uh, Goki Twist Cobra, and you got Goki Rescorpio, and those are really the well, and I guess too I also had a Goki Iron Claw in there um, as well. So you got um, a few Goki cards that are just Really, really good. Um, They all have a very similar effect in which when they are tributed or when they are sent to the graveyard from the field, they can search out a Goki card with a different name than the one that was sent from the field to the graveyard. This is really good because it has a lot of synergy with the Silent Swordsman. That requires a special summon via attributing a warrior monster. Now, all these goki cards are all warrior monsters, so it works out very nicely. So I like to run, you know, of course, you get the Silent Swordsman from the, uh, I think it was the EX structure deck. So you got to you got to kind of dip into that uh, that wallet there if you don't have these but um you yeah, run three copies of the Silent Swordsman. This card is great. Uh must be special summoned from your hand by tributing one warrior type monster and cannot be special summoned by other ways. Once per turn during the standby phase, this card gains 500 attack so it's during your standby phase and your opponent's standby phase 500 attack boost per turn but also this is why this card is so great once per turn during either player's turn when a spell card is activated you can negate the activation if this card is destroyed by battle or if this card in its owner's uh, control is destroyed by an opponent's card effect You can special summon one Silent Swordsman monster from your deck or hand. And that's why I will run the one copy of Silent Swordsman Level 7, 2800 Attack. It negates all spell cards on the field, which is phenomenal because, let's face it, we're going to be hanging out on the ladder, and people are going to be running invoked decks. So the sooner you can get your Silent Swordsman onto the field, and maybe get into your Silent Swordsman level seven, it could completely shut down your opponent's deck if they're running a Neo stack or a uh, you know some kind of uh, invoked deck as well, where they're relying heavily on spell cards that go into fusion plays. So really, really good stuff. But I like Gokisu Prex because when you normal summon it, you can special summon a Goki card in your uh you know from your hand that has a different name or actually it doesn't have to have a different name I take that back so you could actually use your Goki Suprex to uh special summon another Goki Suprex so really good the Twist Cobra is really one of the drivers to kind of get over those beefier monsters because you can tribute any Goki monster, target another Goki monster, and it gains attack equal to the tributed Goki card. So, uh, you know, that's the difference between getting a 3,400 attack monster and maybe not being able to get over some uh, some of those monsters. But my, uh, and of course, you know, you can use your Goki Iron Claw, which you send from your hand to the graveyard to boost a Goki by 500. I just do this to have at least another option to search out when your uh, you know your go keys are being sent from the uh, field to the graveyard and just the one copy of Risk Scorpio so I'll do I do run the three copies of Suprex and the three copies of Twist Cobra those are the really good ones uh, just having a Risk Scorpio it allows you to just have a 2300 beater uh, pretty solid in my opinion now What my spells and traps look like are pretty straightforward. This is pretty standard for a Goki, at least to have the Belista Squad UR trap card. You tribute one monster, then target one card your opponent controls and destroy it. This is really effective in clearing the board. But I've also found, because I was kind of experimenting around with what other traps I should use, I was thinking of, uh, you know, running maybe, um, you know, something that negates an attack. You know, what was that? That counter gate card didn't really find that to be much effective. I found that Regeki Break is a pretty good card because at least you always will, well, for the most part, you'll probably have at least one card in your hand to use as discard fodder for the Regeki Break uh, because uh, usually you'll have some kind of effect where your twist that way your go-key will search out another go-key, you'll have one in your hand, and you're going to discard it to uh, basically pop a card on the field. So I'll run my three copies of Brigaki Break, and then my three copies of Belista Squad. Squad. That's my kind of my trap setup, and it's been very effective. It's a very disruptive back row, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, if you run into a deck where you know stuff can't be destroyed or when stuff can't be targeted, yeah, it throws a little wrench into things. But for the most part, um, hasn't been much of an issue, uh, you know. Getting into platinum, getting into legend, in the uh, in the ranked ladder. Now, finally to round things out, because this really helps is that Silent Sword Slash. It's you know the semi limited card. Uh, it's great because it boosts your Silent Swordsman by fifteen hundred attack and defense. And it also cannot be negated, so it doesn't matter if you have your level seven Silent Swordsman on the field. This spell cannot be negated. But the other reason why I like it is with in combination with Regeki Break is to send the Silent Sword Slash from your hand to the graveyard, and you can use Silent Sword Slash's other effect where you can then banish it and search out a Silent Swordsman from your deck and add it to your hand. So, it again, it, it really goes back into that card advantage. You're able to keep on searching stuff out. This is a very flexible deck. I like to use Restart as my skill, That way, depending on what it looks like I'm going up against, I can try my best to get a Silent Swordsman in my first hand um, if it seems like it's going to be a spell-heavy deck. Uh, But other than that, yeah, this deck is a lot of fun. It's very, very effective on the ladder. Um, I've been climbing very easily with this type of deck. Um, Yeah, I'll see other builds with Gokis running the uh, Necro Valley and all that stuff. That's great and all, but it wouldn't mesh well with a Silent Swordsman deck in case I negate that, um, uh, you know, that, that uh, Necro Valley. So that's why I'm kind of leaving that whole function out of this deck and really just kind of going for a Belize Squad for Geeky Break, uh, you know, pop cards, and then, you know, hopefully kind of win a duel very quickly while negating your opponent's spells, which is, you know, again, a pretty good strategy in this current meta. So... Um, Anyway, that's kind of all that I got for you this time. Uh, Yeah, that's it for my casual deck of the week. I will see you next time. Take care.
0: Alright, thanks a lot, Doug. Check out Doug's Casual Deck of the Week every week on this podcast. He has a Twitter account at Yu Gi Oh Deck Talk. Alright, it's time for the Synchro Monster Awards show. Um, I should prepare this by opening up uh, Duel Links. So, we've been playing Synchro Monsters for almost two years, from September 2018 to now. And I've counted it out. We have 198 Synchro Monsters. That's a lot of Synchro Monsters, but only a few of them really click in your head, right? Like, You don't remember playing Gen X Synchro, I don't think, and other archetypes like that. Let's go through the history of um, Synchro Monsters before we actually get into the best ones. So, thanks to the handy release date feature, um, looking at the Synchro Monsters. The first impactful one I spotted. Was Gigantic Castle, And this just came off the trader. At a certain point in 2018. And this was. A monster that let you hit over. The 3000 attack meta. It came for free. Uh, level 9. And it, it incentivized you to. Use more non-tuners. Of course just having one non-tuner. Well allowed us to be at 3100. And that let you hit over a lot of monsters at the time. Stardust Dragon came uh, a little bit before. But it never really did have an impact. Like Stardust Dragon wasn't a reason for you to play a Synchro Monster. Gigantic Castle was. Junk Berserker uh, never really made it. They had a Blue Eyes Monster early. uh, Azure Eyes Silver Dragon. But of course this was not the one that popularized Blue Eyes Synchros. X-Saber Wayne saw a little bit of play, but wasn't uh, wasn't important yet. And Junk Warrior wasn't played yet, so there were all these other cards. Um, the The Power Toolbox didn't didn't really have an impact at all. I don't think any of these cards uh, made synchros popular. The next, the next uh, important synchro monster was Dragoonity Knight Vajrana. and This came um, from Blackstorm Rising. So that was a box that introduced the Black Wings. Black Wing Dragon was also in this box, but it wasn't played. A bunch of other Black Wing monsters weren't played. Um, So Dragoon Unite, Vajrana, Gay Dirge, those cards were all together. Uh, Barka. No one played Trident. Gay Bulge, people played Gay Bulge. So... I remember Vajrana being like... I mean, Dragoonies always were an OTK deck. And this was the first reincarnation of it. It doubled its attack to 3,800. So that was something that was really strong about this card. And... I remember Dragoonies came up from this deck. So when this when this box, Black, Black Storm Rising, came out, Dragoonies were the main beneficiary from it. Now we leap forward to the next box, Secrets of the Ancients. And this had some interesting pieces too notably armaditis keeper of boundaries people finally had a level 5 Synchro Monster to play um, negating effects was very important uh, at the at the time Powered in zectron was a level 6 this card this card continued to see play into Crystron. so it was it was played then it disappeared and then it became an option for Crystron. so Powered in zectron was an, uh, probably the first level 6 monster synchro that you wanted to play. So those were um, impactful from the Secrets of Ancients box. Ancient Fairy Dragon didn't really see play yet until later on. Um, they came from they came pretty good in Black Wings later on but didn't see play yet. So moving on to the next box, Revolution Beginning. We got kind of got our first archetype um that was Curry. Karakuri Shogun Model 0 Burai, level 7. This came along with the other Karakuri pieces, and it was kind of the first synchro archetype, I would say. You know, we saw those synchro monsters before. Black Wings weren't played. Dragoonies I guess Dragoonies were there, but they're not fully fleshed out. This is a kind of like the first fleshed out archetype with the Karakuris, and they did it pretty well with the double summoning ability of Nanishi. So, um... Uriah was very important at that time. The Fabled Monsters came this uh set too, but they weren't played. Junk Destroyer came later on. Uh that wasn't it could have been the same box. Not sure. But Junk Destroyer was played a little bit, but was never really like a tiered deck. The next card, Avenging Knight Parshaft. This came from Ranked Duels Reward, uh probably the next season. And this allowed you to play that counter trap deck. So, rebirth of Parshaf. So, the counter trap deck became a kind of like a low tier deck, not even tier, like a tier four deck. Counter trap strategies became a thing. They they still exist to be a thing, but they're not like they're not great. But uh, avenging night Parsha allowed that synergy with rebirth of Parshaf. That was important there. Uh, next came a Selection Box. That gave HTS Sighemith. This was a card that was included in a box later on, but for now, this was a card that people uh, who dug through that Selection Box got, and it did play as a level 6 as a Quick Banish. Um, the Aroma card was released, but wasn't really a huge deal. Tornado of Phantoms came, and that gave you Mistworm. Level 9, Synchro Monster... It wasn't a super popular card, but it did win a lot of people some games, so Mistworm deserves a shout-out there. I personally liked Psychic Nightmare from the same box, but it wasn't as important. Now the next big box, let's see. Archfiend box didn't really make an impact. Dimension of Wizards. This gave you Arcanite Magician. Arcanite Magician still sees play to this day as a Synchro Monster option, of course, it limits you to the spellcaster-type decks, but it was pretty good where it was. Uh, this, also, this box also gave us Gaia Knight, the Force of Earth. Now, the biggest archetype to date in this description is Warriors Unite. Legendary Six Samurai Shi'en came in Warriors Unite. Here we kind of have like the first Tier 1 Synchro deck. I'm not sure if Curries were ever Tier 1 we got a Tier 1 deck in Samurais. Uh, Shi'en, Level 5. People also played uh, X-Saber Wayne from one of the earlier boxes here. So, some of the Level 5 uh, Synchro plays here. And Samurais became one of the best decks around. This box also gave us Stardust Charge Warrior as a Level 6. Pretty good. Um, the other cards aren't really there. So... After she- and came the box Blazing Rose. Blazing Rose gave us two really, really uh, important Synchro Monsters that are like, one of the best Vermilion Dragon Mech in your level 9 slot, and Black Rose Dragon in your level 7. So these cards kind of became core Synchro piece, like menu, menu options, like forever. And, you know, Black Rose Dragon, we were kind of waiting because we got Akiza for such a long time, we didn't have. This last signer dragon, and it finally got the last signer dragon. Black Rose Dragon just blew up the board, it just got you out of so many situations. And Vermilion Dragon Mech pretty much cemented itself as the best level 9 Synchro Monster. The Blazing Rose was a really big deal. Um, Xbox gave us Crystron Quadrant Gandrix, it didn't really. I I can't really say that card was a big deal outside of Crystron's. Dark Dimension... oh not Dark Dimension. Valhalla Colin came. That gave us Fortune Lady Every and Scrap Dragon. Uh, Fortune Lady Every is a more important, more notable level 7 monster. Scrap Dragon was just a very good level 8. Star Eater came in this box as well. Now, Dark Dimension most important piece from Dark Dimension was Samurai Destroyer, just being an R rarity card. We also had Baredo, but Bareto wasn't really good. Curries were pretty much on the out uh, by then. So Samurai Destroyer was the most notable piece from Dark Dimension. Aerial Assault came, and this fully fleshed out Black Wings. So all the Assault Black Wings, Onamaru, Chidori, Raikiri, Obsidian Hog Joe. All these guys came in this box. Amazing. And also this uh, Aerial Assault box. Also gave us Bryonic Dragon of the Ice Bear. The best uh, level 6 Synchro Monster around. Some of the best Synchro Monsters. Came from Aerial Assault. Now immediately after. We got the mini box. Soul of Resurrection. This gave us all the sheer new Monsters. Squire Saga. Sun Saga. Shogun Saga. So. These guys were all in the next box. So Iframe Lord Zeta came into the one afterwards. That wasn't bad either. I think that was—it's a notable card, but it's not—not not the best card. Now Judgment Force came. We got two important pieces there: Blue Eyes Spirit Dragon for those Blue Eyes decks. This kind of made um, Blue Eyes Synchro a thing, and Michael the Arc Light Sworn. As another... It made it light-sworns-up thing at that point. Now, after that, every other uh, archetype wasn't really that important. We got Ancient Pixie Dragon since then. That was a complimentary, complimentary piece to the Ancient Fairy Dragon. We got Battle Wasp, Hama the Conquering Bow. We got all those uh, Mayakashi Monsters. Um... We got the Excel Synchro Monsters Coral Dragon, I guess, but ever since that Judgment Force deck, we haven't had anything really impactful. And um you know notably, the ones that stuck are the last few notable ones, the Black Wings, the Sheer Nui, and the Blue Eyes. And the Fortune Ladies, I guess, but um so those are that's a chronology of Synchro Monsters in Duel Links and notable ones that I've called out in the last two years. I don't expect anything to come in the next month that would be super impactful, so that's kind of it for the Synchro Monsters. Now let's actually get into the best ones. Let's give out some awards. Best in level. Level four, I would say, is Old Entity Haster. Not too many cards competing in this level four slot, but. It pretty much beats out everything else in this set. Uh, most attack has a pretty good ability. If you're looking for a level 4 slot ult entity, Haster is there. Level 5 kind of came down to two monsters. In a generic deck, it would be Armadis Keeper of Boundaries. It's pretty much the best level 5. But then if you're playing 6 Samurais, Legendary 6 Samurai Shun, I would say, trumped in terms of you know how many games it won how dominant samurais were if you had two of these on the board it was pretty much gg for your opponent um i don't really remember a way i was a six samurai player myself and i just remember winning a lot more than losing just negating every spell and it was an amazing deck and so easy to make sure and just being a level 5 worked really well with fuma and Legendary Secret, and also the Dojo. All that stuff. Shen was really good. I would say it had more... It deserves the level 5 award over Amadis. Level 6. Uh, there's a lot of level 6 Synchro monsters that... You know, if you're playing the Akiza deck like I did for so long, you like all of them. You like Archene's Calling. You like... Um, Naturia Barkion... Those are all really good cards, but the best one clearly is Brionic, Dragon of the Ice Barrier. Anyone who has a spot in level 6 will play Brionic just because it can hard remove so many cards. It has synergy with the graveyard. So much going on with Brionic that makes it the best. I'm going to skip level 7 because that's the hardest one. Level 8, let's go with Noise, Shogun Saga. Noise are just a powerhouse, so, you know. It probably had more of an impact than any level 8 could. Scrap Dragon was definitely good as... It's probably the best um, generic one, I would say. Level 8 generally is a pretty weak Synchro slot, so... Shirinui Shogun Saga is clearly the best one. Level 9s, we got Vermilion Dragon Mech. Uh, I think this is a no-brainer. It's kind of like an intermediate card to go around... They negate an effect, and then you use the extra materials to make a level 9, and then you don't have a counter to a level 9 that has pretty good attack. Uh, has a secondary ability. Uh, all those things. Vermilion Dragon Mech clearly is the best level 9. Level 10, there's, again, like similar to level 8. There's no competition here. Shiranui Sun Saga all the way. Boss monster for Shiranui. Um, protects everyone. Big attack. Removal abilities. It's got it all. It's it's the best one. Level 11, there's nothing either. either. I, I would say Star Eater is probably the best one. Level 12, same thing. It would be Onamaru, Assault Blackwing Onamaru. So, level 11, level 12, kind of go along with the no competition field. Now, level 7. Level 7 is the best Synchro slot. We have a lot of cards that fit here. Black Rose Dragon... Michael, Fortune Lady Avery, Samurai Destroyer. If I were to pick a card that won the most games, I would say it's Rikiri the Ranged Shower. It's the card that got nerfed for Black Wings. It's kind of the one that does all the work. It doesn't have the most attack. It's not Chidori. But it clears the board, and it does it every single turn. So Rikuri the Ranged Shower probably won the most people games, like if you're counting meta games, ranked duels, tournaments, Rikuria the Shower, probably, if we were to pick one, just because level 7 is so packed, I would say Assault Blackwing Rikiri the Rangeshower wins the level 7, best in level, Synchro slot. I said it. Now let's get to biggest busts. These were cards that people expected to be something and they never were. I I picked 3. Red Dragon Archfiend. This is just a um, you know, Jack Atlas anime card. Level 8. They released all these like red red uh synergy things. They released all the um what are those guys called the guys with the tuning forks, resonators. They have all this Fiend support. They had the uh, freaking um box I spent money on. The Psy, Psy Reflector. Those were all kind of... Psy Reflector... And the uh, Assault Beast. They kind of went along with making a level 8 Synchro Monster. And just never came out. Like there was also the... um, What's the other red... There's like a special... Assault Mode. Like an Assault Mode Red Dragon Archfiend. That never went anywhere. Like I I don't remember seeing these decks anywhere in tournaments. Like it just completely failed. Speaking of complete failures, there were the aliens, Com- Cosmic Fortress Golgar. Um I definitely went all in with aliens cuz they were one of my favorite decks. I feel like I hit the, I I may have hit King of Games with aliens before in the past, so I had a natural inclination of playing the deck. It just completely failed. This card goes on the board and it gets floodgated like I think that was just the theme of the deck like getting floodgated and that was it it just had no immediate effect that it had strong effects A counters were really good but it just got flipped over too much I think and finally this one doesn't really count because I don't think anyone expected it to go anywhere but Odin Father of the Azer the um, Nordic deck never really went anywhere Again. The best thing they had going for them was the Crystron Quadrant, Gandrix, Turbo. And that wasn't even using the Azermonsters. Monsters. So all those guys, Loki uh, I don't remember what the last one's called. Thor, maybe? oki Thor, and Odin. They um They never went anywhere, but I don't think anyone had any expectations for them to go anywhere. It'll be nice for me to count the junk cards, but I don't think anyone expected the junk cards to go anywhere, but Definitely Red Dragon Archfiend and Cosmic Fortress Golgar are the biggest busts here. Now, I was looking at best card art for these uh, Synchro Monsters, and I would say nothing really blows me away. But those dra- the dragons look nice. Brionic. Brionic looks okay from a distance, but it looks pretty ugly. Like, its head's pretty ugly, but I like the colors of Brionic. Gungnir looks good. Gungnir never saw much play, but it looks good. And of course, Black Rose Dragon looks pretty good. So those are my individual awards. Let's get to the podcast question of the week. In the last two years, 198 synchros have been released in Duel Links. Which ones has won the most games for you? So this is kind of like everyone's favorite synchro monster or their most reliable ace. Let's see what we got. A variety of answers here. Giraffe Main says, because I've used it since... Sorry, because I've used it so much since, I was able to put that archetype together. GiraffeGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyGuyG Giganito. Is that even how you say it? I don't know. That being said, if I had put the Psych build together a year ago, then it would be Hyper Psychic Blaster. Drac- uh, Drac- I think I spelled it wrong. I'm really curious about what this card is actually called. Yeah, that is the card. This is how much I know uh, Dueling's. I don't even remember this card. All right. Marble Scrabble says assault blackwing rickuri the rain shower for sure yep um this was probably the best level 7 in my book if you're playing blackwings they would agree i'm a person who never even played blackwings and i agree definitely a good choice here pro bench warmer says fortune lady every fortune lady every was definitely in consideration um Non target banish, coming back every single turn, being high attack. Fortune Lady Every did a lot of things right. It was the backbone of Fortune Ladies. It was just a great level 7 that was easy to make. A lot going on for Fortune Lady Every. So, definitely one of the best um, synchro monsters to appear in the game. The L game says Black Rose. Yep, Black Rose Dragon. Black Rose Dragon, I wouldn't say, has won me the most games, but it got me out of the most situations. It's the most one of the most important Synchro Monsters because your Synchro Monsters are a menu um to help get you through things. So definitely the um like Chaos and Destruction, Black Rose Dragon's there for you. And This is so stupid, but I didn't realize that Black Rose Dragon had a second ability for the longest time. Like, I didn't know it had that ability to turn a defense monster into zero if you had a plant monster in the graveyard. Like, I had no idea, but... Black Rose Dragon, one of the best. Now, Too Old to Yu-Gi-Oh! says Samurai Destroyer. This one was a card... Rain... Rain is right here. This was a card that I discriminated against, and... It is in a lot of synchro decks. It's one that I just put in and it just gets you out of situations. It's kind of like a bigger Armadis but a little bit different. It completely collapses Fortune Lady every anything with an effect attack. So I definitely swung into this card with Fortune Lady every and I lost. Um negates effects from monsters like you bell decks, Fire Kings, anything like that. Just a really solid card. I wouldn't say it was the best for me, but it's up there in terms of importance as a level 7 monster as well. Senshin Hat agrees with Rain. I've had a few, a fair share of people try to slam their Fortune Lady everywhere Grand Maju into my Samurai Destroyer. There you go. Jake Nady says Dragoonity Knight Ascalon. This is the uh, Dragoonity that put it all together before Vajrana, so this was the second... Reincarnation there. And Miss Lance's Scream agrees. Dragoonity Ascalon because I'm a Dragoonity slut. Followed by Scrap Metal Dragon. Um, I don't know if it's Scrap Metal Dragon, but I use Scrap Dragon a lot as a level 8. Scrap Metal Dragon was some other card that I can't even tell you what it does. So, two uh, two fans of Dragoonity Knight Ascalon there. So, there we have it. We have everyone's decks. Um, everyone's favorite Synchro Monsters. They nominated um Yeah, I agree with everyone. I mean I'm on the board that Raquiri the Rain Shower was the best, um, Synchro Monster. Just looking at all of them there, I would say that one probably won people the most games. Um Yeah. If I was more creative I would have come up with more categories, but it's kind of what I came up with. Um so that's the Synchro Monster's award show. Um, kind of getting ready for XZs. The leaks kind of have Zexal World coming. Next week is KCGT main tournament. And we don't even know who's playing in it. Like, some people got banned and stuff, but like, who's, who's replacing them? I don't even know yet. It's a week, Konami. We have to know who's playing the tournament. They're supposed to make a website with everyone on it. Whatever. So that is it. Like I said, KCGT is happening August 29th. Uh, We have the uh, Tag Duel Tournament going on now. Mission Circuit's coming. Uh, Aigami Acquisition Event is coming. has to come next week, I think. Because there's not much left of August. So that um, Acquisition Event probably will come right before the KCGT. So we'll have some new cards there. Probably nothing important. Um, in the leaks, they also have the Unknown Duelist, which is cool, because I like the design of the Unknown Duelist, and Yami Yugi DSOD, so a bunch of stuff coming on. They also have all these leaked uh, NPC cards for Zexal World. Not going to go into those yet. Yeah, um, I got me next week. KCGT will be happening the next time I record this episode. I might delay my recording to see who wins. Uh, we'll see. I I don't know if I'll record s- Saturday or Sunday next week, but KCGT is happening. So that's it for the podcast. Thank you for attending the Synchro Monsters Award Show. Uh, subscribe anywhere. Search the Dual Assessment. Find me on Twitter, dual underscore assessment. All this stuff is on the website at the dualassessment.wordpress.com. Alright, have a good week. Happy dueling. See you next time.